So a family that we don't know yet has been hoping for consistency, has been hoping to own a home. There's a dad or a mom who exists in this world right now, probably in this neighborhood right now with kids, who would love the opportunity to own a home, who pray about the opportunity to have a safe place for their kids, who hope that mountains will move, who, who might feel disheartened, who might feel discouraged at where they're at with their life, but some part of them somewhere in the recesses of their being finds the strength every once in a while to pray with whatever amount of faith they have, even if they might feel like it's a prayer or not even feel like it's a prayer or not even know it's a prayer that God moves in their life and provides like they've heard the creator of the universe provides. That's hope and that hope for this family will not put them to shame. That hope for this family will not disappoint them. And we find ourselves on the final Advent series. We did time, we did faith, and now we're in the hope. And I thought if Keith shared tonight before we step into worshiping, before we appreciate the reality that some genius had an idea to have a church service on a Thursday night, which is close to the end of the week, so you can come and decompress and chill and, and step into your weekend ready to rest and prepared to enjoy the weekend that God gave you. Somebody had that idea, and then we said, we're going to talk about hope. When I look up the definition of hope, and I think about the world hoping for something and then it being embodied in Jesus coming, that story that we all hear that gets told over and over again, we almost just pass over the word hope because we treat hope like it's wishful thinking. I hope something good comes out of this. I hope. And when something good does come out of it, it's like, okay, hope did its thing, but let's move past that and step into the real things, the things that we need to stop to see happen. And I said a couple weeks ago when we were talking about faith or last week that oftentimes faith is we want to have the faith so that we can be done waiting. We want to have faith so that whatever it is we're hoping for will happen when the reality is faith itself is the thing that's causing everything to turn. And I would challenge you tonight that hope is the same way. Romans 15, 13, Paul writes this letter to the Romans, these Christian Romans who are trying to figure out a way to worship Jesus and survive in an empire that wants to kill them because they're worshiping Jesus. Paul says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace so that you may abound in hope. It was the end point for Paul. May the creator of the universe who invented hope fill you with joy and peace so that through the Holy Spirit you can abound in more hope so that your life can be filled with hope. When I look up the, and every time I say hope, the microphone pops. 
pops, so I'm sorry about that. When I look up the definition of hope, it is grounds for believing that something good may happen. The foundation for believing that the universe bends toward good. The grounds for us to stand on so that we can look forward to something good interjecting itself into all of the chaos around us. And when we have that foundation, we are grounded in hope. Hope itself is the thing to be grounded in. Hope is the ground where we stand so that we can believe that good things are yet to come. This, friends, is the gospel message of Jesus. This is the story of the family that we have yet to meet who will own a home, who, who is not able to own a home, but through hope will witness God stepping into their life and making something possible that before wasn't possible. And they will discover that this whole time, even when they didn't always believe they've been standing on a foundation that has grounded them in a reality that they can look forward to good things coming into their lives and into this world. And so hope has this way of squiggling its way in so that we can learn to have more hope. So that we can be people who are filled with hope. This is a, this is a perception thing. Because if hope doesn't disappoint us and we're supposed to stand on a foundation of hope so that we can have more hope, then what that means is we, as Jesus followers, we posture ourselves differently. We don't wait for good things to happen to believe that that which is good will take over. We don't wait to see the miracle before we believe that the creator of it all is working just below the surface to make everything align itself for what is best. And the writers of the Bible would say crazy things like, we know all things work together for good for people who know God. And, and somewhere along the lines, our church institutions and empires, sometimes we get that really wrong. And we say, God will work things for good in your life if you think like us, if you believe like us. But that's, but that's, not, what, that's not what these writers were getting at. They were getting at a reality that they wanted everyone in the world to know. That God is king. And God, when he comes to this world, takes the form of Jesus. And Jesus shows us how to live. And the message that's presented to us right before Jesus comes on Christmas usually comes in the form of a terrifying angel that the first thing heaven has to say to earth is, do not be afraid. What the message you're about to hear is going to be so backward 
that it's going to terrify you. And you're not going to think that you can live it out. But trust me, something good is coming. This is hope. Hope sets the stage for us to be in awe when the thing that was always going to happen, when the thing that was always going to take over, finally does. And that's why I can talk about a family that I've never met and am excited to meet that I know deep down in the recesses of some part of someone in that family's being, there's a hope that says good things are going to happen. And when they do, they will celebrate and they will praise Jesus. It's the reason we didn't have $40,000 and we said, yeah, let's buy that house for $40,000 because we have hope that good is going to come and take over. This is, this is again, it's the message. And the big thing that I wanted to share with you tonight, because anytime I'm dealing with a word in the Bible, I like to look up where it first pops up. You know? So if you're like, light. Let's talk about light. I'm going to be like, oh, we need to go to Genesis 1. If we're going to talk about light and understand God, we need to look at like the beginning where this stuff started. And I did this with hope and I found this crazy little verse in Jeremiah where there is this prophet who's telling all of Israel that you're about to go into slavery, that the Babylonians are about to take you over because you guys are oppressing each other, <laughs> you're hurting each other, you're not doing things, you're not living the way that God has shown you to live, you have, you've hoarded, you've, you, you, you've turned this into a power thing. God is not going to allow that. He has to reshape who you are. And all the other prophets are like, no, Jeremiah is an idiot. Like, don't believe him. God's only going to bless us. And Jeremiah is like, no, you're, gonna, you're, you're going to have to change how you embody this thing called church because it doesn't work the way you're doing it. You're going, you're going to have to go through some things. But he reaches Jeremiah 29, 11, and he says to these people, God knows the plans he has for you. God ultimately plans to prosper you. God plans to give you a hope and a future. We find the word hope creeping in in the story of God right at the time when hard things are happening. Right at the time when difficult things are starting to take over. And all of a sudden, it's not, God, will you fix the situation? It's, God, will you give us hope? And God is like, of course I'll fix the situation. I'll fix all things. I'll bring all things back together. In your life, I will bring you peace all the way to the very last minute. I will walk with you and I will make you understand. And even though right now you only know in part, someday you're going to know fully. 
just like you're fully known. And you'll see it all and it will be clear and it will fill you with love and joy and peace and patience like you've never had. And you'll be able to walk into all of the rest of the universe with full knowledge of, of how it all works and how it's all been happening. That's going to happen. I'm going to make it all right for you. This is what Jesus does. What you need now is to stand on the ground that allows you to believe that I am working things for good just below the surface, even in ways that you cannot see. And if you can stand on that ground, then you're going to be all right. And that ground is hope. So I say again, friends, may the God of hope this Thursday night this Christmas fill you with all joy and peace so that you may abound in hope. Because what we're doing here isn't changing what God is doing. God's just wanting us to rest in the reality of the victory that is on its way. And that's, that's what Jesus is about. That little baby was still coming to earth whether those shepherds came or not. That little baby was going to be born whether they got a hotel room or ended up in a barn or cave. The Son of God was invading this planet whether or not the wise men through all of their eastern whatever they were doing, pinpointed where he was or not. He was coming. But these people had the opportunity to step into the hope of that, to stand on the ground that caused them to believe in what God was doing because they said yes to that hope. And so I hope that your mind is, 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 is turned a little bit. Let's not pass this word. Let's not walk past hope. Let's not just think of the end. God, get me to this place so that I don't have to hope anymore. God, take me to this space so that I don't have to use my faith this way anymore. God has promised to bring all things to fulfillment. God has promised that the garden's coming back, that heaven's coming, that he's going to restore you, that the pain that you feel and the hurts that you've gone through, he's going to redeem. And he does, and he will. That's, that's who God is. And if you're having trouble believing that, welcome to being human. I have trouble believing that. And yet the offer still remains. I want you to abound in hope. Simeon and Anna had hope. Simeon and Anna? They were waiting in the temple for the Messiah. And it was a promise that they received that promise before they died. They, they both. Yeah. Are you familiar with that story? Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Simeon and Anna are sitting in the temple waiting to receive the promise that they would see the Messiah before they die. 
And that hope does not disappoint. And so, you know, there's a lot of different places we can sit with it. We can be struggling with it. We can be full of hope. We can be somewhere in the middle. And we all are. So in that way, we're all the same. But what we have to understand is that hope is the ground for believing that something good is going to happen. And when we can stand on that ground, we can then accept reality when the good things do happen. And I think this house for Edison Initiatives, what kind of people buy a house with the intention of not making any money so that they can lease it only to a family that's never owned a home and then give most of that lease money back to that family on the point of closing when that family has got a conventional mortgage finally as a down payment so that now home ownership is not only possible but it's easy it's doable what kind of people do that oh well that people who know that good's going to win People who don't need to protect themselves and build up their silos and fill them with cash. People who want to take the side of God who wants to, us to abound in hope. Because there's one thing for God to be bringing this world back to himself, bringing this neighborhood back to himself. That's one thing that is happening. And it's another thing to stand on the ground with eyes wide open, being able to participate in what is happening. And that's where we are. And it is fun. And hope does not put us to shame. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace so that you may abound in hope. For I know the plans I have for you to give you a hope and a future. And finally, the verse I didn't share with you yet. Paul says, and now these three things remain when it's all said and done. Faith and hope and love. We can't pass over hope. It is the ground we stand on so that we can enjoy God saving lives. Jesus, as we step into singing, processing, worshiping you tonight, um, I ask that you, all, you give us all a really healthy estimate of hope and that you cause us to hope and allow us to hope because we need it. We need to stand on that ground. We don't want to be shaky. We want to know that you're making it all right and that we can lean on that and we don't have to do anything because it's all because of your love. So God of hope, please fill us tonight with peace and joy in Jesus' name so that by your Holy Spirit we can abound in so much hope.